I'm gonna make this place your Hi, good morning. Welcome to The Real Real Estate Show. I'm your co-host, Suzanne Dermody from Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty in the Goshen office, and I'm here with Grace Warren from the Warwick office. Yeah. How are you? Good, good. It's good to see you. I haven't seen you in a while. So uh, we are here at WTBQ 93.5 FM and one. Uh, 11, 110, 11.10 a.m. I'm sorry, I'm reading my own numbers. And streaming live on WTBQ.com on your computers, tablets, and smartphones. Um, please remember, this is a call-in show, and you can call us here anytime at 845-651-1110, or you can text us at 845-397-7743. We love when our audience calls and gives us questions, challenging or fun, whatever. It's all good. I love challenging. Yeah, yeah. How are you? Don't always know the answers. To I know. Well, you actually, but that's we, okay. I think everyone does a pretty good job. With yeah, the we try. We yeah, try our it's best. Important. It's fun. Yeah. So, how, how was your weekend? My weekend was super busy and real estate busy. Real estate busy. Yeah. Um, you know, showing properties uh, Saturday and Sunday, and um, finding it very difficult to find properties yeah inventory yes for people uh, it's really really getting hard yeah the village of goshen had 30 listings i think this morning or last night which is normally they're like 55 48 Mm -hmm. you know 50 30 is pretty low and they're the ones that are there have been on the the village right yeah that's just the village of goshen well i always look at all of warwick and warwick right now has I think as of last night there was a hundred and sixty listings, but remember that covers Greenwood Lake, right? Um, the it, district it covers Pine Island, it covers the Village of Florida, Village of Warwick, and everything in the the town. So, All right, it, cool. it, yeah, but that's that's a low number. I mean, you know, twenty years ago or eighteen years ago when I started, I would um, we didn't have there was a, a point. In time where we had a book, a real estate book. I don't know. Right. If you yeah. No. That. I, yeah. I do. And then after that, we transitioned over to computers. So when the book was gone, suddenly gone, <laughs> there was this and we were all used to having morning. everybody. Was, these pay- I would print out all like the yeah. listings. This you know just you know what we had from the book, and I would it's, and it was normally like two hundred and like. 20 listings mm-hmm. and now we're at 160. Yeah. So that just goes to show you it's a big difference. what a difference there is in listings right now. So, and there's so much more new construction since way back when. Yeah. Yeah. But back then there, when um, I started, there was a lot of new construction going on. Right. So those houses were coming on the market. That was a big part of the inventory. Right, right, right. Yeah. Whereas no, today, it's definitely like, scary. There but, isn't as much new construction. I don't, not in Warwick, at least there is still Goshen some Goshen. has a lot. We have a lot going on. Yeah. That's, yeah. Which is great. It is great. Especially with, um, you know, Legoland coming in. I think that that's Personally, I think that that is a, a positive thing yeah, I do for too. the town of Goshen. I know not everybody feels that way, but I think it's a positive thing. <laughs> I think for Orange County. Yeah. You know, it's going to be a, a good thing. It's not just going to be Goshen. It's going to be the whole area. Yeah, and it's going to bring um, business to us, and it, it should it should stimulate a lot, especially in the t- in the village of Goshen, though. I think it's going to you know be good for restaurants and mm-hmm. any kind of businesses that are going on there in Chester as well. Definitely Chester. So some positive yep. things going on. Yeah, it's all good. So uh, yeah, my weekend, I put in a listing, did some real estate, things like that. So it was a good weekend. Yeah, uh, you know what? I'm kind of tired of um, losing out on listings for my buyers because that's what's happening. Yeah. You know, they're putting in offers and there's multiple offer situations and we are not 
yeah. getting the house that they want. And it, it's to the point where now they're like, well, we need to put an offer in on this. Well, we need to put an offer in on that. Yeah. And I'm like, let's just cool your jets here. Do you right. even want to live in this house? Right. But they're getting desperate. Right. I think I have a young couple that I'm taking out. And I think they have to realize that when you see a house that you really want, you have to go in at least at list price, if not unless a couple it's, thousand of course, over. Unless it's, unless it's grossly overpriced. But actually, I think everyone's been doing a really great job as far as listing. Mm-hmm. You know, So we'll see what happens. You know. Yeah. And um, the... Um, the statistics are showing now that I think in the county we're getting somewhere like ninety-five to ninety-six percent of list price. Wow! Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, so th- that to me does show that agents are doing a great job of mm-hmm. uh, of pricing the properties. Agreed. And the the, the and ones that are selling, yeah, they're appraising, yeah. and and that's that's a good thing too because that's the other thing that you have to worry about. We've talked about this on the show mm-hmm. endlessly. You know, if you. If you're going, you can list your house for anything you want, but if it's not going to appraise, you're probably right. not going to sell it. Right. That's the whole big thing. Yeah. So definitely. It, it, it's certainly uh, an issue. Yesterday I was at a house that had like this, I'll never say where it was, but I, there was an underground oil tank and you could smell the oil. It, there was rainwater all on top of where the tank was. And they had the same situation. They're not using that. The uh, maybe it's the same property. We'll talk about it when we're not on the air. I don't want to stigmatize any property, but um, it. I, I got there yesterday, and there was water all on top of uh, a grassy area. And I'm like, oh my god, I think there's an oil tank in there. And there, there was. They they had changed out, put another oil tank in oh, the garage. Oh yeah, no, that's not the same property. But and this one was. I don't know if it was abandoned or. I'm yeah. not sure what happened because it's still in the ground, but you could smell the oil and you could see the puddle of the oil. Oh my like, like you, you know how you, you can see like oil and water. Yeah, sure. And yeah, it they was don't like mix. that. I was like, oh my God, this yeah. is crazy. Yeah, no, I have to, I'm going to report mine because uh, it's not my listing, but I think the village needs to know about it, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's. Does the listing agent know about it? It does now. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to send them all the records and stuff like that. But yeah, we had testing done and everything. So, But uh, that's a big, that's a big deal because I, I did have another client at one point that had, a, it was like between fifteen and $25,000 they were quoted to clean up the soil mm-hmm. after they pulled the tank and out. And that's probably cheap. It's yeah. not that bad. It wasn't a big leak. Yeah. Anybody out there who has an oil buried oil tank, I we strongly encourage you to get them out of the ground. They are a yeah, bad before they scenario. cause a problem. They will cause a problem. Not if it's when. Especially if your house was built anywhere between like nineteen seventy right. and like nineteen eighty eight. Those right. tanks, according to the professionals that pull those out, those are the ones that look like Swiss cheese when they take them out because oh they were goodness. really um, oh poorly goodness. made. So yeah. just think about that if you have if you have that. And another property that I went to see this week was um, was a house that was used as a um, a marijuana growing facility. Oh please, I've had that too. <laughs> Illegally, of course, it was illegal. Yeah, yeah. Well, nowadays you don't know, but yeah, it's a, no, mine was it's illegal. A foreclosure it now. Filled the whole house with dirt. <laughs> it was awful. It was awful. My poor people in Deer Park. Oh my god. Yeah, it was awful. I won't say where this house is either, but it um, it was funny because I, I I brought a buyer in there, somebody that does rehabs, and there was this really sophisticated electrical system. Yep. This was sophisticated too. 
completely illegal. I, yeah. I took pictures of it and I showed it to my husband, who's the electrician. Electrician, yes. great electrician. And I showed it to him and he's just like, wow, there's a lot of relays and timers. And yeah, because somebody stuff. knew what they were doing. This is completely illegal, but they really knew what they were doing when they did this. And you could see the signs of where the grow lights were. Yeah, it's bad. It yeah. was really just yeah, very, very yeah. awful. And was it a rental or they owned it? Mine was a rental. It was, Mine was no, a beautiful yeah, house. it was a rental, but yeah. um, it turned into a foreclosure. Yeah, of course. Mine and the was police a... seized the um, the property at some point. No, it didn't happen to us. But mine was this beautiful rental in in Deer Park, and a couple from the city bought this house, and we rented it, and the tenants filled it with dirt <laughs> and grew. You know, now was it on a like a uh, an area that nobody would see or suspect, or they well, had neighbors? Well, Peanpack Trail is pretty private up there. It was okay. a couple acres, but still, I mean, you can see the house from the this road. This was not in a private area. This was no. in a neighborhood. Yeah, and I no, can't this, believe they got away with it. You for could as long see as neighbors and stuff like that. So anyway, don't. <laughs> sorry, there's, there's another don't. Don't do that either. <laughs> do get your oil tank out of the ground and don't do this. So anyway, so uh, today we're we're planning on talking about. Yep. The code of ethics, the realtor code of ethics. Which is a big deal. It is a big deal. And I don't know that people that aren't realtors realize that we do have a code of ethics that we are responsible to follow. Yes, it's a big deal. And like, if we don't follow, we could lose our license for it. And I'm sure there, people out there have lost their license. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And it's, it's kind of like our Bill of Rights, Constitution, Declaration of Independence. We This is something that we... Um, take very seriously and we thought it would be a great time to kind of go over what and educate what our audience about yeah. it so but before i think we're probably going to take a break in a minute but um before we do i just want to mention that our phone number is 845-651-1110 and give us a call if you have any questions about anything about our code of ethics which we'll begin uh, talking about or any sort of real estate issue that you may think yeah, of it's great you know, yeah, so we'll we'll be right back um, in just a couple of minutes. Stay tuned. Bye. Hi, this is Marcia Talbot, a licensed real estate broker of Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty, specializing in residential land and vintage homes. Rest assured that I will make your experience smooth and pleasant and hold your hand through the entire process. As a resident of Orange County since 1976, I know every nook and cranny of this area. Please contact me at marcia.randrealty.com for the best experience in your buying or selling process. Chris Steritz has been an award-winning associate broker for more than 28 years. Chris's vast knowledge of Orange County ensures that your goals will be met whether you are a buyer or a seller, and she will help with your home inspection, mortgage, and appraisal process. She's also a specialist in corporate relocation, and the home inventory on her website is always current. For more information or to contact Chris, visit chrissteritz.randrealty.com. Hi, this is Christine Koenig with Better Homes and Garden Rand Realty, and I love real estate. I grew up helping my dad fix up his investment properties. That knowledge and experience has fueled my passion for real estate. Licensed in New York and New Jersey, I focus my business in Orange, Sussex, and Passaic counties. Check out my website at christinekoenig.randrealty.com 
or listen to The Real Real Estate Show, Mondays at 10 a.m. Hi, this is Alan Fernandez. Join me at the Jazz Getaway with Miles Davis, John Coltrane, and Duke Ellington and more every Sunday at 7 p.m. on WTBQ. Hi, this is Greenwood Lake Mayor Jesse Dwyer, host of the Greenwood Lake Radio Show. Tune in on Fridays at 11 a.m., call in, text in, and learn everything there is Greenwood Lake, right here on WTBQ, radio worth listening to. I'm gonna make this place your home. Welcome back to The Real Real Estate Show. I am Grace Warren from uh, the Warwick Rand office along with yep, Suzanne Germany with the Goshen office. Hi guys. Hi, welcome back everybody. So I guess we'll just get right into We're jumping the, uh, in. the code of ethics and uh, I'll well, let you, we'll read the preamble. First. Yeah, I want to explain. Wanna give you some yeah, background I explain on it. that not every real estate agent is a realtor. Right. You know, real tour, we're supposed to say it, but whatever. Yeah, not realtor, which a lot of people say that they can't change their can't change the way they say it, but it is realtor. Yeah, realtor. So uh, only if you are a member of the National Association of Realtors are you um, a realtor. So you can have your real estate license right. and not be a realtor. Correct, correct. Um, but um, so, but being a, na- a member of the National Association of Realtors, we have to abide by this code of ethics, which uh, was written back in 1913. Um, so it goes way back, and um, it was written as a declaration of the real estate industry's principles and beliefs. Um, a- considered a golden thread uniting those devoted to raising the standards of professionalism and service in real estate. So uh, back in the day, it was given its weight as far as being a very important document, and it really still does carry that weight with it um, all these years later. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's also it's a living document, um, our Code of Ethics. So it, it was written back in 1913, however, it does change. It has been morphing along the way. And, and we'll show you some. To keep up with the times. Yeah, and it's very important. So um, one of the things I thought was really interesting in the code is the phrase. There's a phrase in it that's called, under all is the land, which is a very poetic phrase. And um, it, it started off with that. It, it did. It, the code started off without that phrase. But in 1924, a Presbyterian minister rewrote the preamble, and he added in this under all is the land, and it has stuck like glue mm-hmm. uh, to the point where once that phrase was placed in the Code of Ethics, um, they were putting the putting it up on their windows and their storefronts and, um, you know, like just everything on their doors. It really kind of was a unifying thing, and um, real estate agents were proud of it. So I think that's pretty cool. I still thing am about kind it. of proud of the mm. fact that I am a realtor. I'm very proud to be a realtor. Yeah. Yeah, no. I, I Sometimes I think people look at us and think of, you know, used car salesmen kind of who thing. Who are great people. Yeah. Definitely great people. Yeah. But, you know, there's that, that Yeah, people make, sometimes make jokes. Yeah. To that. And, yeah. And in reality, most of us are doing this because we love doing this. Yeah. And we love working and helping people. I love helping people. It's I know. Like, it's crazy. I, I don't know how you can do this and not love that. Yeah, because it it takes a uh, it takes a lot of effort on our part. Yeah, yeah, no, I I definitely agree with you. 
Um, so yeah, so in 1924, this Presbyterian minister added the phrase, under all is the land, um, which I, again, I do think is a beautiful phrase. And since then, it's become a really uh, powerful thing. And I just wanted to read to you the beginning part of our preamble. It's a long preamble, but I'm just going to read you the first paragraph uh, of our code of ethics. And it starts this way. Under all is the land, upon its wise utilization and wildly, widely allocated ownership, depend the survival and growth of free institutions and of our civilization. Realtors should recognize that the interest of the nation and its citizens require the highest and best use of the land and the widest distribution of land ownership. They require the creation of adequate housing, the building of functioning cities, the development of productive industries and farms, and the preservation of a healthful environment. Like, I feel like I should be playing music behind me, <laughs> like a flag blowing. I mean, it's so cool. It is. I'm like so proud. It is. Really, are you crying? No, but you know what I'm saying? It's just like such a cool thing. And I really do think it's beautiful and I'm proud to be a member. You know, the the, the funny thing is it, it's, it's part of our country's yeah, values, yeah, you know, yeah. that this, this is. And if you, if you go into other countries like, um, China, for instance, where nobody owns property, nobody can own land over there. It's all owned by the government. We have a completely different viewpoint in this country of the land. Like we are promoting ownership of the land here. And in, in a country like China, you can never actually own the land. You can lease land and build a house on it, but you can never actually own it. I actually read an article. I mean, I'm not going to be country bashing, but in Russia, I mean, they just take the land from you. They like, you know, beat you up, kill you. And now all of a sudden it's somebody Who else. Who takes it? There's the like government or, or you people? Know, more powerful people. So that doesn't happen here. I mean, in here, we have really great rules and regs, you know, so we're not going to make this political, but you know, I mean, you got to love the fact that we do have our laws. You can appreciate our country a little bit more when you read something like that and you know how it is in, in other, other places. Other places. It's Definitely. not quite the same as it is here. So we should be, you know, happy that we are that we live here. We're lucky. Definitely. That's what I, that's the key word. I think we're lucky. I that think we I live agree here. with you. I agree with you. So, um, so the code of ethics is made up of 17 articles and each article and, the, and it's in three quad, three sections. Um, the first section is duties to clients and customers. And with that in article one, I'm going to read it to you. And, um, so article one, the, just the first part of it is when representing a buyer and seller, landlord or tenant, or other client as an agent, realtors pledge themselves to protect and promote the interests of their client. This obligation is primary to treat all parties honestly when serving a buyer, seller, landlord, or tenant in a non-agency capacity. Realtors remain obligated to treat all parties honestly. I mean, really, that's a massive part of our job. And don't forget, we have to take a code of ethics class yeah. Every what two, two years? years it's I think two years. Is, yeah. We have to yeah. do it uh, and go over this yeah. code of yeah. ethics Constantly. every two years. That is why it's so important to to us. And right. you know, I feel like it's important for others to understand that this is something we do have to yeah adhere to. And and you know these these questions come up when you'll you'll be putting an offer in on a property. And I'll say, oh, well, listen, I just got phone with the real estate agent, the listing agent. She says they they have another offer, and the buyer will ultimately say. Uh, no way. I don't believe that. I'm like, you know what? Listen, 
I, I, I believe them because we take these classes and you just can't make that stuff up. It's very it's very serious. Yeah, it's very serious. Yes. And it's also Murphy's Law. If something's going to happen, it's going to happen right when you're trying to get something done too, you know? <laughs> so you have to trust the fact that if, if an agent does say to you, oh, I haven't accepted, I either I haven't accepted offer or I'm getting an offer or I have an offer or two offers, that's true. You know, mm -hmm. they're not going to misrepresent that. So do you want to read Article 2? Sure. Article 2. Realtors shall avoid exaggeration, misrepresentation, or concealment, or pertinent facts relating to the property or the transaction. Realtors shall not, however, be obligated to discover latent defects in a property, to advise on matters outside the scope of their real estate license, or to disclose facts which are confidential under the scope of agency or non-agency relationships as defined by the state law. Now, prime example oil tank. Right. right. So I just had a property that house was beautiful, was going to work perfectly for my buyer. We did an oil tank inspection. And I mean, I didn't know there was a leaking oil tank. I'm not a contractor. I'm not an inspector. I'm nothing. I'm a real estate agent. So um, I'm a realtor. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we hired somebody to do the inspection and uh, there's a leaky tank. So this listing agent cannot hide the fact that there is now a that he now knows there's a leaking tank on that property. Right. He must now disclose that to the next buyer. My buyer's not buying it, but they have to, just because the smell was in the soil, you could, you know, it's mm -hmm. pretty bad. Um, but, but the listing agent has to disclose it. He, he has to be honest, and that becomes a part of the, um, part yes. of the property. Yes, anything now. that is revealed to us yeah. uh, that is a, uh, a defect in the home mm -hmm. must be uh, disclosed. disclosed. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's it done. It be termites it could be anything um, yeah. that the basement floods um anything that would affect the um the viability home of the home mm -hmm. has to be disclosed if we know about it now it's not our job necessarily to to uncover something that we don't know because we don't know right. what we don't know and um but if we do know it, we have to disclose it and i think we have a caller hello how are you uh okay. who's this this is uh, Mark. Is hey, this Mark. Susan and Grace? Yeah. How, How are you doing, you? Mark? Okay. I just wanted to ask you this. You were talking about the code of ethics for mm -hmm. realtors. Yes. Is there a document that, that a, per, a potential client would sign that would disclose this information or, you know, actually give this information to them? Um, well, I don't think there's not a document that you could sign. I mean, the document that we everybody needs to have their buyer or seller sign when we first start working with a client is a um, agency dis disclosure that tells you who they're working for. Mm -hmm. So uh, if I'm a listing agent for a property, I'm already working for the uh, seller. the seller. And then if a buyer calls me and says, hey, I want to come take a look at your listing, I have to tell them that I am working for my seller and I could work in the capacity of a dual agent with them, or I could work as strictly a seller's agent and not represent them. But mm -hmm. uh, it has to be disclosed at the first meeting. So there's right, that. Right, but, 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 there's but the no, code of ethics is not in there then, or there's no... No, it's online. It's, Anybody it's can... Yeah, you can just then. Google okay. it and get it online. Um, right, okay. And it's and again, it's for us. It's, it's our guideline. Um, and it's, you know, everyone... Definitely does stick by it. I mean, if if a buyer or a seller believes that they that the realtor they're not they're working with doesn't isn't adhering to this, they could. 
take them to the board of realtors. Yeah, it's not a lawsuit or anything like that. It's just, uh, you know, I think you need to, you know, the agent needs to kind of like fine tune their principles maybe or advise them to maybe read their code of ethics and kind of go back to the drawing board. Right. I just thought that maybe there was a document just saying what the code of ethics are or something Just online. You can Google it. It's online. I know I used to carry it with me when I would bring a book of my resume. I would have the code of ethics in there when I went on a listing presentation. So if somebody wanted to see the document, I would show it to them. But it's not something that needs to be signed or that we would normally give to somebody unless you wanted to. I mean, like I said, I carried it with me when I brought when I would do um, a listing appointment, which is basically a, an interview for a job every time I go mm-hmm. on a listing right. appointment. It was just something I thought about. That's all. Yeah, no, we well, appreciate that. Well, that's a good that. question. Thank yeah, you no, so much. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Mark, thank you so much for calling. Take care, calling Susan. In. Take care. Great. Bye. Have Bye-bye. a great day. Right, take care. Bye. Okay, again, we want to encourage any phone calls uh, coming in. We're definitely a phone call radio show. Yep. Um, okay, so article number three, realtors shall cooperate with all broker, with other brokers except when cooperation is not in their client's best interest. Again, it goes back to your client's best interest. Um, and the cooperation, I mean, what would you say that is just as far as just the MLS? Well, well, yes, if somebody brings an offer to you, right, you need right. to you cooperate to with that it. person. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you, when it's not in their best interest would be if you thought for some reason you had reason to believe that that buyer was not a viable buyer. That would be not in their, your client's right, best right, interest. Right. Um, or if, you know, for I guess there's a number of reasons why you would think that. Yeah. But Well, they again, they have other articles, you know, dash this, dash that, but mm-hmm. I didn't want to print those all out. But um, I'll just read number four because it was short. Uh, article four, shall not acquire an interest. A realtor shall not acquire an interest in or buy or present offers from themselves, any member of their immediate families, their firms, or any member thereof, or any entities in which they have ownership interest, any real property, without making their true position known to the ownership, to the owner of the owner's agent or broker. In selling property they own or in which they have any interest, realtors shall reveal their ownership interest in writing to the purchaser or purchaser's representatives. Yeah, we have to disclose. Now, if if you're putting a listing in and it's your brother's listing, that's when you would put owner discloses um, a real, that we disclose interest. Right, right. In there, there's something right like If you're in selling our, your own house, you have to tell people. If it's your kid's house, you have to tell people. Um, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, you actually just write it you in You have to listing. be upfront about it. Yeah, so you just write it in. Okay. Right. You want to read five. number five? Yeah. Realtors shall not undertake a, undertake to provide profession. Professional services. Sorry. Oh, it's written wrong. Professional Sorry. services concerning a property or its value where they have a present or contemplated interest unless that interest is specifically disclosed to all parties. That's sort of what the other one says. Yeah, I know. I thought so, too. Read them from here. It's better. Okay. Um, yeah, I thought so, too. So uh, I thought, wow, that was the same thing. But obviously, there must be some difference to it. Um Okay, real, number six, realtors shall not accept any commission, rebate, or profit on expenditures made for their client without the client's knowledge and consent. Again, just honesty, you have to be upfront, you can't take money on the side, no bribes, things like that. So, okay, great. We're going to take a commercial break right now. See you soon. Hi. 
This is Grace Warren, a licensed real estate agent for Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty for more than 17 years. And I'm ready to hear your wants and needs, and then I will help you fulfill your goals. As a full-time residential specialist and longtime resident of Orange County, I know the Orange County market very well, and whether you're a buyer or seller, my priority is your satisfaction. For more information, please visit my website, gracewarren.randrealty.com, and let's get together. Hi, this is Taylor. Have your second cup of coffee with me every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Learn the latest in news, gossip, health, entertainment, and of course, all about animals. WTBQ, radio worth listening to. Hi, this is Professor Richard Hull, host of the Warwick Historical Society's weekly show, History Alive. Tune in every Monday at 11.05 to learn how history is your past, present, and future. WTBQ, radio worth listening to. We have a chilly start this morning, but after the sunshine gets up, we'll get warmer this afternoon as we jump into the mid and upper 60s. Tonight, uh, clear skies. It'll be cold again, 35 to around 40. And then for tomorrow, we have low pressure heading our way. We'll start off with a little sun early morning, but increasing clouds as we go through the day with a high near 60. Periods of rain developing tomorrow night in the upper 40s. Looks like a wet day on Wednesday with periods of rain in the mid and upper 50s. From the WTBQ Weather Center, I'm Tony Salimo. WTBQ. I'm gonna make this place your home. Welcome back to The Real Real Estate Show. I am Grace Warren, and I'm with Suzanne Germany from the Goshen office. How you doing? And we're gonna get back to this um, code of ethics, and um, I think we were at Article 7? Yeah, we're at Article 7, and some of them have similar flavor to themselves, mm-hmm. and this one also does. Yeah, in a transaction, realtors shall not accept compensation for from more than one party, even if permitted by law, without disclosure to all parties and the informed consent of the realtor's clients. So I that, you know, uh, like uh, rental listings is a good example, I yeah. think, for that. When typically around here we have sellers, uh, I mean, uh, renters who pay the um, leasing fee, which is how the uh, landlord then pays us. Mm -hmm. So uh, you could potentially, I I think, collect a fee from both ends, but you would have to disclose that. Right. And it's actually, we don't specifically do that, but you probably could do that as long as you disclose it. Right. And then all the commissions and of tenant fees are are put it up, put on the MLS. You mm-hmm. know they are they are documented, um, which is good. So well, what are we eight? Mm-hmm. Okay, number eight, Article Eight. Realtors shall keep in a special account in an appropriate financial institution, separate from their own funds, monies coming into their possession in trust for other persons, such as escrows, trust funds, client monies, and other like items. I'm so glad we don't do that. We don't do that anymore. Thankfully. Not at Rand. I think there might be some companies that still have escrow yeah. accounts, uh, like attorneys do. We used right. to, when I started in this business, we took a, a down payment from somebody, you know, earnest money, right? and we would hold it in our account, and then it would be released uh, you know, when they closed, but then it, it becomes a tricky issue yeah. if something happens where it doesn't close and then you have to have permission from everybody to release the money and it, it becomes very complicated. So we, as a company, Rand, we, don't do have, it, right? we, we, do, we no longer do that. I don't think Rand has done that for a, I don't, I don't know. know. I've never done it. I know, I know foreclosure, real, foreclosures do HUD homes. You have to give a thousand dollars, and that goes to you know, the attorney holds that like money. That. Yeah, yeah. But um, okay, Article Nine. Okay, 
Realtors, for the protection of all parties, shall assure, whenever possible, that all agreements related to real estate transactions, agreements, purchase contracts, and leases are in writing in clear and understandable language expressing the specific terms, conditions, obligations, and commitments of the parties. A copy of each agreement shall be furnished to each party to such agreements upon their signing and initialing. Basically, this is saying that every time somebody signs a document, they should have a copy of it. Yeah, yeah, that's important. Which is basic law anyway. It's yeah. not a contract unless you have, everybody has a copy of whatever it is they've signed. Right, definitely. Okay, so that was duties to clients and what was that? That was clients and customers. Now we're duties to the public, so listen up. Okay, Article 10. Uh, okay, realtors shall not deny equal professional services to any person for reasons of race, color, religion, sex, handicap, familial status, national origin, sexual orientation, or gender identity. Realtors shall not be party to any plan or agreement to discriminate against a person or persons on the basis of race, color, religion, sex, handicap, familial status, national origin, or gender identity. This is basic fair housing. Yeah, and this is the reason why uh, one of the examples of that this is a living document, These have, this has changed over the years, um, and it's been very important. And this is a big part of who we are as real estate agents. We are not allowed to discriminate, nor do we discriminate. Um, I mean, there's definitely issues out there, but we have to stop and say, excuse me, according to my bylaws and my, you know, hopefully my, you know, who you are, you will not uh, One allow that, that I think happen. people are not as familiar with is probably the one about familial status. Right. We can't discriminate against children. Right. If somebody comes in and uh, they want to rent a property and you have a, a, a house and, you know, maybe the landlord doesn't want kids in there, but we can't discriminate against it. That would be a listing I wouldn't take. Um, but that is that is the kind of thing that is has been added to this list that wasn't always they, that wasn't right. one of the protected classes always. Yeah, no, it's um, I mean, in religion, that's a big one. Color, I mean, so many things. Gender Races. identity is the newest. Gender one. identity is the newest one. It's at the end of the list, but it's just as important as the first. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but it's handicap. Yep, that came in yep. the seventies. I think. Isn't the right? other thing? Remember. I just learned in my class that I just took that um, for a rental, if somebody says no pets, they, uh, um, one of those service animals, service animals are excluded, excluded from that. Yeah. So I, that's something I didn't know. And I think has just recently been added, you know, um, yeah, that's been for a little bit of time now. I, I can, I, I know. And it, it sometimes it was a question that I've asked whether or not, like, you know, if you have a landlord living in the property with you and they happen to have allergies to pets, you still can't. Yeah. You can't say they can't have their dog in right. there. Right. If, if it's, it's a, a service, service dog and, um, you know, certified and all that, they have the it right. It could be any kind of a service animal. It doesn't have to be a dog. Right. There, remember right. the peacock that someone tried to bring on a plane? Yeah. No, it's, again, <laughs> I'm like wondering, what does that, what I don't know. service does that peacock I don't know. provide? But as long as it's licensed know. with the state as a service pet, then you cannot discriminate against that. Right. 
Yeah, it's crazy. Not crazy. It's a beautiful thing. I mean, uh, you know, I, I think there are people that take advantage of that particular. I'm, yep. I'm, I hope not, but I think that might I be out there. I think it's definitely out there. <laughs> You're so funny. But Grace. we can't discriminate against them. Yes, no, nor do we. So, okay. So you do Article, article 11. 11. The services which realtors provide to their clients and customers shall conform to the standards of practice and competence, which are reasonably expected in the specific real estate disciplines in which they engage, specifically residential real estate brokerage, real, uh, real property management, commercial and industrial real estate brokerage, land brokerage, real estate appraisal, real estate counseling, real estate syndication, real estate auction, and international real estate. There's there's lots of specialties that, in there. Yeah. I mean, isn't that just saying we need to know what we're doing? Yeah, yeah, okay. pretty much. Yeah. And it kind of tells me like I should not dabble in something I don't know. Yeah, doing like say commercial real estate. I yes. should not be doing commercial real estate because yes. I don't know anything about it. Yes, I mean yeah. I know a little know bit about it. About it yeah. I know enough to know that I don't know. Yeah, enough. I do. I do do commercial, um, but I understand. You know, I don't really do international, even though I have a certified international property specialist. But um, you know, I don't know the laws over in Ireland or England or anything. Right. So and I'm sure they're different than what they are yeah. here. Okay, Article Twelve. I hope everyone's enjoying this. I or think at least it's so think important. It, you know, think it's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Article 12. Realtors shall be honest and truthful in their real estate communications and shall present a true picture in their advertising, marketing, and other representations. Realtors shall ensure that their status as real estate professionals is readily apparent in their advertising, marketing, and other representations, and that the recipients of all real estate communications are or have been notified that those communications are from a real estate professional. So, for instance, on your email, yes. you have to put who you are when you're sending an email. Yes. You have to say Suzanne Dermany. Yep. Better Homes and Gardens Ranch. Associate broker. I'm an associate. You are too, right? No, Sorry. actually, I'm not. Oh, I'm not. Okay. But um, you have... You... See, she disclosed she wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> we are abiding by our code of ethics. Yep. And you, you have to write that in your signature Signature, line, yeah. Even when you're text messaging. Yeah, I don't do that. And when you have your, uh, your cell phone. Yeah, no, Your I message don't. is supposed to have that on there. I don't do that either. Okay. <laughs> I gotta get on. Check now. Get now, on my you, now you've outed yourself. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm being honest to my clients and customers. <laughs> but yeah. So I mean, like on my text message, I have. I, I just put my. I have it set up so if I put GW my initials, it comes up what I am. Yeah. I. I, I, I have my. Name so I don't have to stuff. type it out every yeah. single time I do a text Grace message. Grace Warren, you're so smart. This is why I stick around, Grace. <laughs> yeah. This is because I have smart people around yeah. me telling me what <laughs> well, to do all the time. That's why I'm sticking around you. <laughs> so, but it's also it's more important, mostly important, also on advertising on billboards. You just can't put, you know, Suzanne Dermody, my phone number, real estate. You have to, your company name has to be there because they hold my license and that's all important. They're stuff. responsible for anything we do, which yeah. is an interesting point too, that maybe we ought to talk about at the some insurances, point. insurances, you know. It's just anything. how that as, yeah, as agents, license. we're under the license of Better Homes and Gardens. So they are Correct. solely, not, not solely responsible, but they are responsible for what we do. Yeah. That's why their education has mm -hmm. been so amazing. Mm -hmm. Okay. You're next. Uh, which one? 13. 13. Realtors shall not engage in activities that constitute the unauthorized practice of law and shall recommend that legal counsel be obtained when the interest of any party to the transaction requires it. Yeah. We're so, not allowed to write leases. No. 
I've done that. Too. No, yeah, no, I don't. We're do not that allowed anymore, to do yeah. that. We are. We can help. Fill that was in a lease. Yes, yes. Um, but we are not allowed to do. I was any actually kind told of, don't even practice law. Don't even fill it out. Like the the client, the buyer, the landlord has to buy the lease. They fill it out. You can give them the information, but they even have to fill it out. It's like we crazy. have a lease that we offer them, though, that Joe Randall's yeah, done, and yeah. he is an attorney. Yeah, so. he's an attorney. But I still say go and um, buy yourself a lease. And the other thing is, you we don't give legal advice. I don't give financial advice. I give my, you know my kids, but I can't give it <laughs> to my clients. So um, yeah, so the, all that's important. People start asking real estate questions. It's like, well, you know, you're really it's in your best interest to hire an attorney, speak to an, uh, an advisor or something like a financial advisor regarding uh, mortgages and things like that. Mm-hmm. So okay, we're going to take a break right now, and uh, we'll, we'll see right you on the back. other side. Thank you. This is Veronica Daugherty, a licensed real estate agent for 12 years with Better Homes and Gardens Brand Realty. Although based in Warwick, I also serve Orange, Sullivan, and Ulster counties. My primary goal is to ensure that your home buying or selling experience is successful, meets your needs and desires, and is stress-free. For more information, visit veronicadaugherty.randrealty.com or call 845-544-5807. Hi, this is Suzanne Dermody, an associate broker at Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty in the Goshen office. Whether you are a first-time buyer or relocating or a seller, rest assured your journey will be a memorable learning experience. For more information, please visit my website at suzanne.dermody.randrealty.com. S-U-S-A-N-N-E dot D as in David, E-R-M-I-G-N-Y dot randrealty.com. This is Rachel Heiss, branch manager of Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty. Are you looking for your dream home? Then choose the best, where we pride ourselves on making your dreams a reality. Our professional agents really listen to your wants and needs and deliver using the latest technology combined with good old fashioned service. Visit randrealty.com for more information. Hi, this is Lynn Allen Sion. I'm the president and CEO of the Orange County Chamber of Commerce. Join us every Friday at 12 noon when we will highlight Orange County Chamber's events and business right here on WTBQ Radio, worth listening to. This is attorney Bob Krahulik of the law firm Beatty & Krahulik, the lawyer guy here on WTBQ Radio. Tune in every Tuesday at 12 noon for the latest legal advice and tips. We're taking calls and giving answers to all your legal questions right here on WTBQ. WTBQ. I'm gonna make this place your back. Thanks for being here. I'm Suzanne Dermody with Better Homes and Gardens in the Goshen office. I'm here with Grace Warren. All right. How are you? I'm from the Warwick office. Yes. And you know what? Why don't we give out our phone numbers? Okay. So somebody Suzanne, wants to call us. Sure. My number is 845-742-3644. And my phone number is 845-742-4361. And my email address, which is pretty easy, if you can remember my name, is grace.warren at randrealty.com. And you can email me anytime if you have any questions after the show. Certainly give us a call, Suzanne. Yep, you can text message me. Mine's a little complicated. <laughs> Dermony's a little t- t- 
difficult, but uh, so it's 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 a, when I met him, Mine's I was easy. when I met Jack, I was like, ah, Germany, Germany. Yeah, no, I, I don't think I like that name. I don't think, I, don't think I can stick with that name for too I, long. I no, got no. lucky. I got an easy. Yeah, Warren's last name. great. Warren's pretty easy. And Joe's a great guy too. So. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Okay, so now we're moving on with our articles here in our code of ethics, and we are at Article Fourteen. That's okay. you. If charged with unethical practice or asked to present evidence or to cooperate in any other way in a professional standards proceeding or investigation, realtors shall place all pertinent facts before the property tribunals of the member board or affiliated institute, society, or council in which membership is held and shall take no action to disrupt or obstruct such processes. It it sounds like the Knights of Columbus, like societies and stuff like that. We are a realtor society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I, you know, I've heard people having to go in front of the board at um, Hudson Gateway Association of Realtors, which is the the, uh, MLS membership that we are part of. Mm -hmm. And... um, you know, they do arbitration. Seriously. If there's something that has been done that someone believes is unethical or yeah. we've broken one of these rules, yeah. that's where but, we But again, would, this is not litigation. This it's is, not. Yeah. It's, it's not. But it, that's somewhere to um, to go and uh, if you have a grievance or something's going wrong, you know, you think someone's not doing what they're supposed to be doing. This is where you would go. Board, that's where the board steps in. And and they um, they look at both sides, and you have to present your evidence, and they have, whoever else is involved will present evidence as well. Yeah, it's good stuff. Okay, article. So now we're. Do- have you ever had to do that? I have never had to do that. I had to go to arbitration once. Um, not for me personally. It was about um, a, a buyer was backed out of a transaction right before um, the closing, and they actually walked away from a sixty-five thousand dollar down payment. Oh boy. And this is like 2004. So they walked, that's a lot of money. They walked away from $65,000 down payment and the seller was keeping it and Rand Realty, rightfully so, felt that there was a commission due to that if they were going to keep it because I did meet my, you know, responsibilities as a realtor. And um, so Joe, actually Rand, who was an attorney also, uh, did spearhead this and we went to arbitration. Did you get? Rand Realty won. And you got the commission. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Um, but that's Why the way it is. Why did the buyers back out? I, I, it was job relocation. He got relocated somewhere else. That's too bad for It was them. awful. They lost that awful. money. The seller wouldn't give it back. So that's why Rand felt that, and they were our clients, but that's why Rand felt, well, if you're not going to give it back, you're going to have to, you have to pay your commissions, mm-hmm. you know, because we meeting of the minds and all that jazz. So, okay. So this is duties to realtors. Article 15, realtors shall not knowingly or recklessly make false or misleading statements about other real estate professionals. This is the hardest one for me and their <laughs> businesses or other business practice. But I don't do it, but it's just false or misleading. (laughs) Well, you know, I mean, not false, but you know, sometimes. you know that Suzanne was. Blah, blah, blah. Sometimes, you know, people like everywhere can be difficult. You're not allowed to talk about them. (laughs) So this is where it gets difficult for me. And my husband is so good. My husband doesn't talk about anybody, but, you know, if I'll say something, he's like, that's not very nice to say. I'm like, okay, father. You know, like, I won't say it. Okay, 16. Okay. Uh, Realtors shall not engage in any practice or take any action inconsistent with exclusive representation or exclusive brokerage relationship agreements that other realtors have with clients. Right. So I can't butt into your contractual relationship. So if you have a listing and you you have a contractual relationship with a seller, I can't like 
go around you and yeah. go straight to that seller. She cannot talk to my clients. I can say hello. You How are you? Hello. I love I your house, yeah. but yeah. I can't get into anything right. that has to do with the contract that Suzanne and they have. That's what correct. That is. Correct. Okay. Last article. Last but not least. Okay. <clears throat> article seventeen. In the event of contractual disputes or specific non-contractual disputes, as defined in Standard of Practice 17-4, between realtors associated with different firms arising out of their relationship as realtors, tours, the realtors shall mediate the dispute if the board requires its members to mediate. If the dispute is not resolved through mediation or if the mediation is not required, Realtors shall submit the dispute to arbitration in accordance with the policies of the board rather than litigate the matter. So they're just trying to make everyone play nice, nice, which... Um, well, there's a couple of different things that I've seen in the past that have happened. Like, yeah. um, for yeah. instance, you could have two buyer's agents that uh, were working with the same client. Does this happen to you? It did not happen to me, but I, I, I've seen it happen with other people. A friend of yours. <laughs> Seriously, it has happened with other people, not me personally. But you, you know, you've shown a house to somebody, and then they end up um, two days later going with another agent and making the offer. Or whatever, yeah, you know, then yeah, you, there's a, 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 you know, a dispute over who gets the commission for that. Yeah. Who's the deciding factor? Yeah, like, that's how dirty ball. They, yeah, and it's yeah. not. It's not nice. I, yeah. you know, I like to play nice with all of. Um, yep. I try to just you be have a good to person. because you're going to be working with these people yep. over and over Don't burn again. Any bridges. And you need, you yep. know, I think it's not it's not nice. It's just not nice. It's not nice. It's definitely anyway, not that nice. That concludes all of our articles, I yeah, think. Yeah, so I do have one last sheet of paper. Um what to know. I downloaded it today from the NAR Association, the arc.com. Seven reasons to work with a realtor. So again, somebody who uh, does abide by the National Association of Realtors um, guidelines. And again, you can be practicing real estate and not be a realtor. We're not cutting anybody up. Okay, uh, one is ethical treatment. Um, again, we're required to um, treat everyone ethically. Um, number two is uh, an expert guide. Buying a home usually requires dozens of forms, reports, disclosures, and other technical documents. A knowledgeable expert will help you prepare the best deal and avoid delays or costly mistakes. Also, there's a lot of jargon involved, so you want to work with a professional who can speak the language. You want to read number three? Sure. Objective yeah. number three is objective information and opinions. Realtors can provide local information on utilities, zoning, schools, and more. They also have objective information about each property. Realtors can use that data to help you determine if the property has what you need. By understanding both your needs and search area, they can also point out neighborhoods you don't know about, you don't know much about, but you might that might suit your needs better than you thought. Okay. Number four, expand search power. Sometimes properties are available but not actively advertised. A realtor can help you find opportunities not listed on home search sites and can help you avoid out-of-date listings, this is a big one, uh, that might be showing up as available online but are no longer on the market. Let's so just talk about that for Zillow a second. Zillow and Trulia, those are big issues. Yeah. It drives uh, me crazy. It is because, you know, I'll have a client send me 10 properties that yeah. they're interested in and they want to go and see them. And then by the time I get through the entire list, maybe two of them are available. Yeah, it's crazy. And they show up. And now in, in, um, 
in our MLS system, we do have to put in our rem member remarks if a property has an accepted offer mm -hmm. on it. Mm -hmm. There's no um, status for that, like yeah. a pending status in on our MLS. On websites. Uh, yeah, so I, even MLS doesn't have a pending status. We just have to write it in to the uh, member remarks. So um, I always it, recommend like ranrealtor or realtor.com. Yeah, well, realtor.com is certainly the most up-to-date because it comes comes directly from our MLS. Uh, but, you, you know, sometimes on Zillow, you'll see, yeah, I don't want to knock Zillow because Zillow has... No, I'm a paid you know, advertiser on Zillow, so I, you know, it's they're, a good they're, site. They're, it's a good site, it is, and there's a lot on there. But, um, and, and quite frankly, the, their Zestimate has been helping me. <laughs> and I'll tell nuts. you why. No, I'm going to tell you why. Because when when you do a market analysis, if you include this estimate in there, mm -hmm. it's always higher. Yeah, and it shows what a house is set, what a house has sold for, and what their estimate was, and it's almost always higher. Yeah, no, that's true. So it kind of, it, I think. That helps. But anyway, I'm going into something that has nothing to do no, with this. No, but that's a big deal. So that's why number five, expanded search power. No, uh, number four. Number five, negotiation knowledge. There are many factors up for discussion on, in a deal. A realtor will look at every angle from your perspective, including crafting and purchasing agreement that allows enough time for you to complete inspections, investigations of the property before you are bound to complete the purchase. We're running out of time, but... That's okay. We still have a little bit of time. Okay. Up-to-date experience. Most people buy only a few homes in their lifetime, usually with quite a few years in between each pur purchase. Even if you've done it before, laws and regulations change. Realtors handle hundreds of transactions over the course of their career. It's true. We do this we do, every it's day. All we do. It's all <laughs> we do. This is what we do. Hundreds and hundreds so we know, of homes. Most of us know what we're doing. Yeah. And I'm glad I get to read number seven. We are your rock during emotional moments. A home is so much more than four walls and a roof. And for the most pe and for most people, property represents the biggest, I don't know if I printed the next page, biggest transaction in your life. Definitely. So, uh, you know, you want to make sure you, you can ask your real estate agent, are you a realtor? Do you belong to the National Association of Realtors? And it's all good. Yep. But that last one is kind of funny because I always joke that um, I, I, you know, time. I'm an, uh, I, I'm their counselor, I'm the marriage counselor, therapist. I'm their therapist, <laughs> I'm their financial advisor, which I really know nothing about yeah. any of these things. But it, it, you know, you do become very close with the people that you work with. Yes, and you are um, guiding them through a very, very difficult—not difficult, but an exciting moment. And and some some of the 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 hurdles that you go over can be difficult, and you. Do have to and have we're here some to sort of empathy. Yep, we are I, and here to the help. The other thing I always say too is an agent should have had to have sold a house at least once in their lifetime and go through that, go yeah. through it. Yeah. So uh, all right, we're getting good. very close. Yeah. To the end so of I our hope you all enjoyed week. listening to our code of ethics. I thought it was a show I've been wanting to do for a couple months now, and uh, thank you for appeasing me. <laughs> <laughs> You're <laughs> very welcome. Have a great day, we'll everybody. Be back next week. Take right, care. Bye. bye.